1: Complained about yeah. it, not having any followers. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, and so they're all but fucking Andy, pity followers, Chris. Oh, Chris we enjoy didn't those. Say.
2: <laughs> we're presented by Bruce oh, Diehards. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to episode 25 of the Bruce and Bruce podcast, presented the by Bruce like, Diehards. We, we're Courtney. talking to those guys later. Sorry, we didn't get into hockey it? until
1: minute 10. I think, we I think
0: we're just going to hard not mention that when we'll we go and talk to you an hour now. I'm
2: 17 minutes into my recording. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brews and Bruins podcast, episode twenty-five, aka the Brandon Carlo episode. I am Drew Johnson here with uh, the least dedicated member of this podcast, Cam Hasbrook, <coughs> the yep. only slightly more, the only slightly more dedicated Chris Gear. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, guys, we finally have hockey to talk about. But before that, I suppose we should do the routine of getting into our uh, beverages. I sound like a fucking <laughs> asshole right now. <laughs> <laughs> i sound like a fucking douchebag. But okay, right, anyway, <laughs> pretty accurate portrayal, I, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> I was pretending, but go ahead there, uh, Cam. You yeah, have uh, quite the beer I guess here.
0: I'll start it off. So this is not our first repeat beer I don't think that we've had on this podcast, but it is the first, I believe, that a different Can member is trying. Long story yeah. short, I picked up some of Harpoon's Don't Poke the Bear, the Chris Wagner beer earlier today. Um, and Drew, had a, ah, that was a while ago. Probably at this point, maybe a month or two ago.
2: Yeah, I maybe got it more. Like, who knows? <laughs> I got it two weeks after it came out. I found it. it that, that was back when I was at school, so that was a while ago. Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, yeah, I finally uh, saw it in the store today, and figured good time to pick it up. So let's give it a go here.
2: All right. First impressions.
0: Ah. I like it. It's smooth. It's good. Yeah. nice
2: that's gonna go on their, their future <laughs> it's, smooth, cans. It's, it's definitely I like it it's smooth dash can. it's definitely uh, it's definitely breweries. a drinkable
0: beer that you can taste uh, <laughs> yeah no I don't know I like it it's not good th- <laughs> not to make this
1: a Sam 76 podcast <laughs> not to make cre- this a created 76. by the Bruins lone goal scorer
0: yes uh, so obviously I don't know it's a coincidence maybe not probably not um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I drank this before the game because then he could have Scored night. Oh, Hadrick for that for sure. Could have, could have Spetchnikov as Yeah, we actually the number of goals he scores is directly correlated to how many of these beers we crush on the podcast. So next it's week true. when things get real, we're gonna start crushing them by this. The, I think it comes in a four pack, but
2: I think it's more res- uh, realistically uh, portrays the number of hits he will.
0: Make. <laughs> yeah, that that'll work too. So, uh, yeah, we'll send it over to Chris, who was uh, a little late jumping on the recording today. For those of you who have been keeping track of the news. You probably saw that SpaceX, uh, their <laughs> ship came down yesterday. Chris was actually the one who caught it. He was out there swimming. He had to catch it. Cam, this is um, all top secret. You shouldn't, you be, you shouldn't yeah. be telling
1: our 12 <laughs> listeners.
0: But the SpaceX Dragon, everybody should just be clapping it all for Chris because he really uh, – I mean that whole mission would have been for nothing if they had just crashed into the ground. But uh, I, I, Chris, you got to double check. with I think I, I heard it did go to video review. There was some – Question about whether or not you made a football play after the catch. I know there was some controversy about one of the toes maybe hitting the ground. Do you want to talk about that quick?
1: I, I called for a, a review, uh, goaltender interference, because I was trying to catch ah. it. And, man, some of those waves were really uh, oh, dude,
0: I Oh, I thought I saw Elon Musk down there trying to block you out of the creek. Pulling like a, uh, what's his name, fucking Sean Avery. Sean Avery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whipping the stick
1: around. <laughs> but.
3: Uh,
1: so I got a Stone Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. It's not a beer that's foreign to me. I've been drinking a lot of Stone lately because they're one of the, like, very quickly will deliver beer to my front door breweries. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It tastes like tangerine. Tastes like a beer. It's a drinkable beer you can taste.
0: We're just giving them loads of free advertising. They're going to owe us, in
2: hindsight, I think, for what we
1: do. Stone or Sam? (laughs) No, Sam. Sam for sure. (laughs) Because Stone owes us too.
2: Uh, this is uh, another repeat beer here in Omission IPA, Omission Brewing Company. Uh, my absolute favorite gluten-free beer, if any of you have a gluten intolerance like I. I think it's been a while since I like featured it on the podcast because I just got back from Maine today and I was like, I am not going to the packy right now to pick up an IPA or anything like that. We're just going with the uh, the usual, so... To skate uh, down yeah, to the packy
1: well, with your uh oh, dude, with your goalie mask on. That was not that was not with me. with your Gary Cheevers goalie mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Gary
0: Cheever. No comment boys. No comment. Uh that was a great time though. I think uh next time you go to the the, the packy or the liquor store as the rest of the world calls it you should definitely consider wearing rollerblades made it a much more enjoyable experience did
2: you wear them did you wear them in there like you were rolling around and there was like wine bottles and everything i I totally (laughs)
0: would have and i would have been perfectly comfortable doing so i just figured that would probably be frowned upon by the establishment so i decided i had my roommate came with me he wrote a longboard down so i took him off and just kind of like threw him over my shoulder and how yeah, lame
1: did your roommate feel uh, riding a longboard next to you and your cool ass rollerblades? <laughs> <I>, you know
0: <laughs> so the best thing i could like make a you know comparison to is uh like you know i would say like third grade for chris and i which is probably like or for drew and i which is i don't know like freshman year of college for chris whatever uh, back when heelys were the shit, so I think he felt like the kid wearing Skechers, and I was rolling around in heelys. You know what I mean? I think it was Yo, that he- kind heelys,
1: of heelys. Heelys were cool, like, were we? Way back in the day, too. <laughs> I know. I'm like they they came <laughs> out before you to... guys were in third grade. I yeah. Think.
0: For, oh, for sure. I was definitely well, rocking those in like Cam, first grade.
2: Are you a shit. grade behind me? Did you just graduate?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, then you're a grade behind me. Yeah. All right. But I was too trying years. to just I'm make too a Chris's year- old joke, but I guess we can just shit all over that you know like, <laughs> <five minutes. laughs> you're younger you're young and yeah you're but you're only like five months younger than me yeah. or some shit do we when i we're using show notes for maybe the i think it's the second time in a couple weeks now and speak for yourself like, man i haven't opened the show notes it was the, it was the cat so.
0: episode we made some notes that's <laughs> it why. was with cat
2: yeah. so you weren't here we yeah. used a, but like <laughs> i scrolled all the way down and we still had an intro written that never got deleted, and it was "Happy Birthday, Cam." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've already just, established, like episode eight or some so yeah. Time time is not real; it's a construct of our imagination. So, uh, <laughs> couldn't tell you how long it's been since then. But
2: right, so in the intro section, we have Chris sucks for delaying the recording. Beer name, Twitter, dietary constraints. I think I got the dietary constraints down. Topical conversation. So, how's the weather? What did you do this week? Uh, actually, and, uh, there is what's some your serious weather. Last four digits your coast. social. Uh,
0: <laughs> and actually, and so both of us have some crazy shit going on. Chris has got wildfires going on. I don't know how close they are to you, but I know in SoCal there's that apple fire that's like zero percent contained.
1: I'm gonna be honest. This is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, all
2: right, well, <laughs> no, well, so no, I actually made. This so point. by apple fire, is it only affecting apple no, like, trees, or like what okay, does that I, mean? I made this point earlier, and I was like
0: if there was a huge, there's a huge fire in Southern California right now. I love how I'm telling this to Chris from Maine, but (laughs) huge (laughs) fire that is not in control whatsoever, and it doubled overnight last night, and they said it's 0% contained. Um, I forget exactly where it is. I think it's like 50 miles east of LA, I want to say. So not super close to you, but I mean, you know, relatively, like, in the same region.
1: That sounds like Riverside kind of area.
0: Maybe, I don't know, but what i do know is that in any other year a huge wildfire in california like that would be top of the news like it would everybody would know about it but I 2020 mean, we, has just we, beaten this all <laughs> to a pulp so fucking bad there's so much going on that we had huge it, wildfires
1: in la like celebrities were evacuating their yeah. homes like yeah Earth, it was a couple of mid last year yeah no, yeah it was like and last wow, year. It, was, it was it was the biggest thing in the news years. right
0: but like 2020 is just on a different level and I will say I, you know, it's probably not a coincidence that it kind of coincided with the start of our podcast I don't wanna, it's just been a train wreck <laughs> for everybody but
2: we started yeah we started in uh, I actually looked the other day I think it was like February 8th was our first?
0: I Sounds believe. about right.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We had like so, a few weeks of talking about like actual hockey. Then I went to the South. 40s. And then when I got back, <laughs> everything was canceled. Yeah.
2: I think, I think, uh, I think that was really good for our podcast, though, because. I think we naturally kind of go off course from hockey, and it just gave us, like, a solid three months of not well, talking shit. about hockey and I mean, kind of finding our identity. We're
1: ten minutes into the ho- into the hockey podcast, and we have <laughs> yeah. not talked about hockey yet.
2: Yeah, we should do that. All right, well, well, not, not to make this a hockey podcast, but guys, <laughs> this is amazing. We have a game recap segment that
1: we can do. Well, we can skip it, though. Yeah, the recap yeah, is good. the Bruins are
2: doomed.
0: There's no hope. Kind of like how the Antugrass Bruins kind of skipped that
1: game. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into it because we can. I'm going to skip over the uh, – oh, unless you guys have anything to say about the exhibition game against Columbus, I was thinking we'll just talk that. Good to see Pasta scored,
1: game. and that's about it.
2: And that was a really good goal by Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like That was a little flashy, so that was cool. Yeah, like um, he, he
1: didn't practice at all, basically with the team. So,
2: yeah, good to, good to and see you. Just, just the same in. old pasta, just like it wasn't that like a five hole goal, but he like handled it right in front of the slot. I forget it was. Yeah, he I put it out of my mind. He drove. <laughs> he
1: drove right up the middle, and then, uh, yeah, a he, nifty action, five hole. Your
0: classic,
3: like Deke, open up the goalie side.
2: To side. Yeah. All right, but uh, the real game at hand, uh, there wasn't a lot of good there. There was one shining light that I think I'd like to get to after. One we'll go shining bad news. moment. We'll, we'll go to uh, we'll do, we'll go uh, bad news before the good news. Um, so wants. obviously uh, Tuka was out; he was sick. Uh, hopefully, nothing serious, but that was the report. Um, and so Halak was in goal. Many. A part of me wants to say Halak should have been better and I think he could have made one or two of those saves but the defense didn't really help him out because multiple of the goals the flyers got were like they were on their own just to like pick the corner had the time and space to take a shot and so i don't think you can really pin the thing on halak especially when the offense was
1: wasn't uh, up to par but i think you, you should have had that empty play? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah i mean basically like three perfect shots that that beat him mm-hmm. like i mean yeah. you, you hear about uh, i think it was bush who was uh Behind the glass, and he kind of had the angle yeah. on that last one no, that went between, in between between the glass. No, he's he's in the glass. literally glass. Did you see this now. like a yeah, glass? Yeah, box? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's so funny. It like it kind of looks like he's like in a telephone booth. There, I wish the glass was like closed behind. I'm him pretty, pretty sure I person.
1: tweeted out <laughs> uh Brian boucher's in a glass case of emotion. But... Oh, that's so good. I, wish I, thought <laughs> <it was Boucher. laughs> I don't think I got any likes. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go retroactively <laughs> like it right now. Actually, like I might not have even tweeted that. So. I think gonna, I just like I'm had it had it in my head and like never run it down. <laughs> I'm mean,
2: gonna steal it from you in that. Well, game were you so drunk on. during the game, Chris? Is that G- what maybe you're a little saying?
1: bit? But but Bush said he was like he were had unfit to He play? had that angle on that goal tweet? and said that uh, Halak lost his angle a little bit, so maybe he should have had that one. But still, it was yeah, a perfect yeah. shot, like right yeah. under the crossbar in the corner, and, and the D wasn't helping him on that. Either. No, it was a two on one, and yeah. like he he did also like there was support there too so if if there had been a pass like he would have been fucked anyway um yeah i don't know i like i don't like to pin those like uh, imagine if tuca had been in goal like how bad that would have been exactly um yeah i I don't know like that also it's i I told myself this before the game it's just another exhibition game like the seating doesn't matter like having home ice does a little bit like you want that you, you want second change um but i mean you're gonna have quote-unquote home ice in the next round no matter what so i mean and you're just trying to advance at least one round right now like you're just focusing on the next on the next series so like these games are tune-up games and i mean philly's a a tough team but it's not like they played significantly better than the bruins it's just the the bruins tripped up a few times and like you got to iron out those mistakes and that's kind of what these games are for and so i'm not putting that on halak um and i hope it gets better like obviously when we start watching these games it's like yeah you get really into because it's the first bruins hockey we've had in a while oh and this like technically counted for something so i mean like yeah i was super disappointed i was mad the whole game and um it's fine (laughs) but but after the game like yeah yeah, you just got to calm down and be like all right look at it a little objectively and see like okay there there wasn't a lot good to talk about but i mean this game there are two more games before it really counts and you just kind of hope they tune up a little bit
2: yeah for you
0: for me what really put me over the edge was like i same thing like during the game you're like oh fuck dude you know you really want to come out and just feel like it would have been perfect if they had come out of the gate four months later and picked up right where they left off and just dominated but like that's unrealistic to expect so obviously like chris said during the game you're gonna be upset about that but after the game, I flipped on and I, like, I. What was the other? It was Tampa Bay and uh, Washington that were playing. I think I like turned That's on. S- today. That's right now. Is that then? What was yesterday's other game was that was the round robin? Uh, oh, it was Colorado Blues. Yeah, yeah,
1: Blues and Avalanche.
0: So I turned on that game, and I was my first thought was like, "Well, fuck this! I want to watch the Toronto game because that one actually means something." And then I like realized yeah. I was like, you know, I was getting upset about the Bruins, but then I'm like, oh, this other game doesn't even matter for shit. Either of those teams, like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters who they play kind of, but like, even that is a guessing game at this point. And you know, if you're not obvious not that any of those game one, game twos are like elimination games, but they're on their way to being there, so it's like that game really didn't mean a shit. It's it's way more important to tune up and be ready three games from now than it was to win against the Flyers yesterday. Um, and yeah, flipping on that other game and just being like, this doesn't really matter. Kind of made me realize the Bruins game the same way. It's just that we're Bruins fans, so we obviously care about that
2: one. But but the, how it ended that game, I have that later in the show notes. Yeah, wow, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> show notes. <but laughs> we'll we'll pop it back in. Yeah. So wait, so I, um, I want to shout
1: out uh, uh, Sean Tierney again. Charting hockey, uh, he posted all goals. the uh, expected goals uh, charts from from the games over the weekend. Oh, is that
2: what BSC quote tweeted? Uh, a little funny joke in there.
1: I don't know. I, I quote tweeted it, but um okay. Yeah, I mean, well no one follows you, so. I true. Uh, actually, <laughs> I've, I've gained 25 followers since I complained about yeah. not having any followers. Yeah. All right, yeah, and so they're all <laughs> fucking Andy, pity followers, oh, Chris. We enjoy didn't those. Say.
2: <laughs> We're presented by Bruce oh, Diehard. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to <be> episode 25 <laughs> of the Bruce Bruce podcast about presented about by Bruce Diehards. Like <laughs> Sorry, we talking to those guys later. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, like, we didn't get to, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't
1: get into we'll hockey see. until minute ten. I think and we didn't I think it.
0: we're just gonna hard not mention that. We'll be going talking an hour. <laughs> I'm from now. I'm 17
2: minutes into my recording.
1: <laughs> just uh, just clip this, presented by Bruins diehards, and put it. No,
2: this will this will be the the cold open, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> that'll save our asses. <laughs> <That'll> save our- <laughs> Cam, remember, you never put cold opens, Cam. Dude, I, I will put now, put dude. I, dude I don't even remember cold
0: opens for my new show.
2: <laughs> sorry, I,
1: I clapped for the cold open. There we go. Um, so, so yeah, Sean Tierney... Awesome, Sean Tierney did all the expected goals charts for all the weekend games and squarely in the top left corner, which is the quote unquote dull corner where both the Bruins and the Flyers yeah, had expected look. goals allowed and expected goals for of right around 1.2 to 1.4. So, I mean, <laughs> definitely wasn't the most interesting game, but you do like to see that, uh, to, they both, I guess, were more focused on just kind of getting their legs underneath them than, uh, than really trying to get out there and score a bunch of goals. Just kind of like the Flyers ended up in situations where they scored more goals than the Bruins did.
2: When when I mentioned BSC's tweet, he... Uh, well, one of the first charts that Tooney put out, it was weird because it was after, I think, like one of the first days of Gabe's... And all the teams were spaced out. So it was like their BSC had quote tweeted, said, Oh, like there's social distancing over here, which was kind of funny. And then, like, the next day or maybe later that day, you know, more teams were added. And the Florida Panthers were right over the New York Islanders. And he says, Of course, Florida goes and ruins everything. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I didn't see that. I wouldn't have have picked up on that quality content. um but i i guess that kind of leads us uh, that doesn't really lead us but i'm trying to sway this back into <laughs> that's the, a, that's a really, really good transition right there admirable <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't relate but uh <laughs> but imagine if uh, it did dude i wish i, I could say we, that on
0: my new show when i'm transitioning from like a murder so to <laughs> <laughs> well this doesn't relate but the new bookstore in town <laughs>
1: it's almost we like actually, murders
2: in Reading, mass we have a fairly new bookstore in town yeah. support your local businesses Um, And by fairly new, I mean, like, maybe a year and a half. Anyway, um, (laughs) so overall, how concerning is that performance? And I'll answer really quickly. Um, Not really quickly, but I'll answer it first, motherfuckers. Um, (laughs) All right. (laughs) Selfless host over here. (laughs) Chris Chris already kind of touched upon it. You know, these don't really count in terms – like, yeah, they count for something, but the seedings aren't super important. But I think what is important is getting into that playoff hockey mode because no matter what, you're facing a team that isn't a best of five series right now. Um, and they're like, if you watch any of those games, the qualifying round, they are like, it, it is playoff hockey. It's chippy, it's intense, and they are right into it. So you can't really get caught up behind that. What I think for a lot of these uh, round robin teams, they're likely you know the coaches are likely in encouraging them to only you know give that playoff hockey mentality like 10 percent of the game and they'll tell them when to almost like all right put the pedal to the metal for five minutes here or the, your next shift put the pedal in the metal you know kind of get into that frame of mind and then you back off of it and you play it like it's a regular season game or an exhibition game kind of because you don't want to burn out your players you don't want to you know, see an injury in a game like this whereas in an actual playoff game you're giving it your all you're blocking shots you're doing whatever um, so I think that's kind of an explanation of why you don't see that intensity in these round robin games and maybe the Flyers were kind of putting the pedals of the metal more often than the Bruins but I think both teams you know they were pretty relaxed the whole game it was more kind of like a regular season game at most so I would would think going forward, you're going to see it slowly ramping up more and more of that playoff mentality almost. Maybe next game you see a little bit more. In the last game, you see maybe even like 75% of that game kind of being the playoff mentality. Maybe that's a bit much, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, how how concerned are you guys from that overall performance?
0: Uh, I guess I'll go here. Uh, I honestly like, and like you said, we kind of touched on this before. I'm not. I actually thought they came out of the gate pretty good. They had a lot of shots early on the first five minutes, a couple scoring chances. Uh, Charlie Coyle had that great chance. I think about five minutes in, uh, down the left wing flew by and got a decent angle shot off. Um, I think later on, as he moved into the game more is when things got a little too pretty. I would think, you know, a lot of, a lot of trying to make the extra pass and you didn't need to. And, um, You know, like I said, earlier on, they were just firing it on goal from whatever angle they could. And later on, it was always trying to find the extra pass and trying to score highlight really goals and stuff. I think as you move into games that are actually more meaningful, you're going to see less of that and hopefully find a balance in the middle where it's not just firing pucks on from the corner, even though a random ass angle did work for Chris Wagner, uh, but not also, you know, trying to make 17 passes across the crease, NHL 20 style, going backdoor. Uh, so, I think, you know, glitch goal. Yeah, exactly. Almost. Once once that intensity ramps up, it's going to be chippier hockey. It's going to be more just take what you can get. Um, and I think they'll kind of, you know, get back into that mode. I don't know. I'm looking for the right word, but get back into it to the sense that they're just grinding it out and taking advantage of what they can and not really trying to score these high level, like warm up goals that you might see in the preseason. So,. Not that this is a preseason game, but it's also not that different for one in a sense. So I think having a more intense game all around is going to benefit the Bruins once they get back and do it.
2: Yeah, yeah I think it's definitely more equivalent to a regular season game. and As in, like it's almost like you're finishing out the season and determining the seeding. The Bruins already clinched a playoff spot, I do believe. Statistically, they clinched one. I don't remember if
1: we... I, I don't remember. We did the math on the pod. I think they were like... It was like if Florida and Toronto won every game... Uh, for the rest of the season, the Bruins lost every game in regulation, then right. they would have missed so the it's playoffs. Virtu- yeah, so lot lot it's issues virtually
2: issues. like they clinched, and it's like a regular season game where they're determining the season. Uh, the season, well, yeah, ch- determining the end of the season, but the seeding <laughs> is what I meant. We had, we had a couple of beers before I was going <laughs> <gonna> to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually
0: did diligently away for mine because I wanted to try this one. Like, for the first time while we were recording. All right. So. Well,
2: I had a couple beers before. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I did drink a beer here. before
0: that. I'm just saying, I did have a little break.
2: Yeah, Chris, chug, uh, chug, chug. This might oh be one God, of those like I gotta go get. beer <laughs> come on, act like you're young again. All right, let's Jesus go. Let's see. Fuck a chug. You guys. <laughs> hey, I wasn't one, even. Me. Two, my God, he's chugging absinthe. Chris, Bobby Orr, <laughs> <How> five, <laughs> six, <dead>. Esposito Neely, Busick. There you go. Do you like how I forgot the, uh, the two and three and five numbers? That retired? <laughs> out of all the low numbers, all I know is number six wasn't retired because like, it's just been shitty defensemen my entire <laughs> life. It wasn't like Wade Redden. It was probably the best No, Dennis of all the players that wore six during almost 24 years on earth. I think Dennis Weidman was the best to wear number six.
1: Hey, he wasn't bad. He wasn't
2: bad. He just wasn't really good. Yeah,
1: no, but he's yeah, the he most was notable, and it's play. like, you know, he the was kind he of run. that
2: <laughs> yeah. kind of that depth guy. Um oh, uh one other note the well, I guess we kind of talked about, it, you know, it wasn't full intensity, but we didn't see too much from the first line. I think oh, it it's, it's in, actually
0: the perfection line loppy play. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wait, wait. I hate can we debate this?
1: Can we debate this? Debate what? I don't love the nickname. But at least there's a fucking nickname that isn't just, like, their initials or, like, their numbers or, like, the name of the center. Like, what, what other line is there in... There used to be such fucking cool names for... Bash Limes, like, I don't <laughs> know they, they, they keep uh, they keep running the I don't know if you guys have been watching NHL network or anything but they keep running the like top 25 lines of all time and they fucking all had nicknames and they were like yeah. cool nicknames and no Shoot. line in the NHL has a nickname How about anymore. the cobra at least someone tried to give them a nickname and it's not I, just like the Bergeron line or <laughs> that 70s line or that 90s line Some or the like HBK that. line or the STL <laughs> line. Come on, I, guys! Like I,
2: I, I know so I see where the name comes from, and I kind of like it for that reason. Where they have a superb two-way game, like you have two forwards. Well, Bergeron, I think, hands down, the best two-way forward in the game in his era. Uh, Four Selkie awards, whether he wins it or not every year, you know, whatever that's up for debate. But it, it consistently the best two-way forward in the league during his time in the league um and you got marsh on there who's a proven two-way player as well they play both of them on the pk and pasta's two-way game for a, an elite scorer is really good you see a lot of cherry pickers your guys just kind of realize no he's no
1: kuznetsov yeah
2: <laughs> but um yeah so i kind of get where that's coming from but i don't like it i think something else could like like Fucking like meat sauce and marshmallows, like Biggie. It's, baby, it's baby, Haggerty's, know, isn't like, it? Fucking didn't, something like I don't know. Didn't Haggerty you know, make uh, it? Obviously, that's fucking stupid as hell. But you call him the you meat sauce line.
1: <laughs> meat
0: sauce. Wait, can someone confirm or deny that? Wasn't it Joe Haggerty who coined the nickname?
1: I think it was. I'm
0: pr- I'm like 99 percent sure that Joe Haggerty created it.
1: I'm just I'm I'm just throwing well, that created, out there.
0: I
2: created the name for the third line.
1: What's coil the coil
2: line? That? Coil and Co. Because it's always fucking rotating there, so it's just coil and company. Coil and Co. Yeah, like. Uh, it's decent, right? No? It's better <laughs> than saying the coil line. <laughs> All right, anyway, <laughs> dead Speaking of the uh, coil line, <laughs>
1: uh, didn't see how they ended up uh, through three periods, but I know Connor Ryan tweeted out, like, they were fucking dominant in the first period. Um, mm. It was like eighteen to two in scoring opportunities. Yeah, it
2: was some whack. Yeah. Which um, is to be expected for you, Coyle. You this love season. to see
1: that. Um was pretty impressed by Kuhlman, uh which sucks because he's probably not going to be playing uh once Kasha gets back. Yeah, probably but yeah, yeah. The depth definitely um, helps uh, out there. Especially the
0: Braves.
2: But
1: yeah, I mean I liked what I saw from Bjork too. So I mean you know. the,
2: Kuhlman's play, like it, I when he was signed and I was a big like and still am like a college hockey guy uh you know he captained the team that won the championship uh in minnesota oh, Fuck, how long ago was that that was that this past year yeah that was uh last season that they won and then they signed him after that i believe right because this is what, minnesota Duluth. Yeah, was yeah. Last this year was is their, two. This is Kuhlman's first season in the NHL, I don't know, it's right? It's been
0: such a fucking <laughs> – with four months off He, he between, was undrafted, the Bruins
2: signed him, last whatever. Season. He was a great I have no idea what player. year it is, Drew. So I'm going to – He was, Well, it's 2020. We know that because it fucking sucks. But uh, I think they won in 2019. But either way, captain of the team, great two-way player. I thought he was a great fit for the Bruins. And I think he's finally starting to show that he's not going to be a star player. He's going to be that depth guy. And I think he could have that kind of role on any team in the NHL eventually as he's, he slowly kind of brews up his game. He, um, uh, he did play last.
0: 2017 18. Yeah. 2017
1: 18 was his last season yeah. with UMD. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Providence 2017. The fake UMD. <clears throat> uh, and, and, then, <laughs> and comparing him
2: to Vitrano, I just want to say really quick like Vitrano and many NHL teams, obviously not the Bruins, but there's a role there for him. Well, yeah, he's. Think, playing he's in gonna florida be, like he yeah but he's gonna be like i he'll be an nhl caliber player i didn't say that as
1: as a pejorative like i love frank well Vitrano. i don't
2: like vetrano's play in boston so I, <laughs>
1: yeah, I didn't like Fra- frank vetrano uh you, umass guy uh the only college hockey i care about so I, I have a soft spot in my heart for him Cam,
2: you haven't talked in a while because i keep talking over you the Chris has good points. Do you have any <laughs> decent points? that uh, I'm in a frame of picture. I have good points, too, but I just spent <laughs> a lot of you them. You just talked I'm talking over, over it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say All right, Chris, you got anything to say there, buddy?
1: <laughs> Carson Kuhlman's eyes are really far apart. Maybe <laughs> yeah, that- maybe no, that helps, helps with so This is, is what we're doing now, guys. Religion. Really, this is what still, we're doing.
2: Still a good-looking dude, though. We should have him on. <laughs> <You should> have- <laughs> All right, I guess you can join us <laughs> sometime. <laughs> Um, he was recently in call <laughs> <He's> Talking <laughs> over Cam And I don't mean to Because it's just like Delaying the call <laughs> Alright I'm going to mute folks See you later Thank All right, later, Alright Oh he actually left Thank god
0: um, <laughs> No he didn't uh, he I don't know I don't him. have too much I know, I know That's why I'm fucking <laughs> Oh <laughs> right, there we go He fucking left the call <laughs> let's, let's, let's block him now
1: Alright time to Time to talk shit about Drew
0: uh,
1: I'm back <laughs> bitches
0: I got nothing Oh man Alright well that was That was long lived <clears throat> Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much else from this game. I mean, uh, everybody like simultaneously like busted and you know what when (laughs) Jacks done, back backchecked once. I don't know why. I mean, I was I was happy about it. Like it's great to see him backcheck. I don't know why. Oh my god! Holy shit! This kid knows you're supposed to skate back to the defensive zone. Well, uh, he
2: could have saved a goal with that play. No, I'm just fucking – no, I mean, it was like a It great wasn't play. just like, oh, he's coming
0: back. Like, he <laughs> I, actually made it. I, I I'm I'm just blame joking. BSC. I, I'm more like – I'm more – I actually know. It was a very impressive play. It was smart. And it's it's responsible for somebody that young to understand, like, he needs to fill that gap. And, you know, that's the type of shit that, like – I'm not going to compare him to Patrice Bergeron, but that's the type of shit you would see Bergeron <laughs> doing. You know what I mean? When he was young, he had that awareness.
1: Um, I'm not going to compare him to That, that being said, run, but uh, <laughs>
0: someone who tweeted at us, I forgot who it was, so sorry this person, said, it is kind of sad when the highlight of the game was a backcheck. <laughs> so I i was like super I happy about it, but I put yeah, it down. fuck out of here, Drew. Uh, great to see from a personal perspective. Um, but I think that's also just a symptom of hockey being back. It's like everybody's excited about everything. So like, you see the young kid backchecking, and everybody's just like, you know.
2: And it's not just back-checking. it was a great fucking defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he made if up for I like blow that.
0: Forecheck, backcheck, play. paycheck, boys. Like I don't know. Really you gotta want to... give
2: it more credit than a simple backcheck. Like that was sick. No, it was right, a great play. Just to, play. to
1: prevent us from play. talking about a backcheck. No, 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 no. This is this uh, is I'm going to, to be a backcheck. back-check, at, back-check. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Lausanne had an interesting game, and I thought I he was one of the guys that I kept noticing a little bit and and he's not Mm -hmm. usually a guy that you really notice out there because he doesn't he doesn't play a lot of minutes and um but in the first period a lot of Bruins defensemen were kind of just peppering shots on on net and like around the net um Brandon Carlo one of those guys who doesn't usually jump in the game offensively but he was kind of like he had a couple opportunities that that could have turned into something and Jeremy Lazan was one of those guys and then Later in the game, like end of the first period, second period, he had a couple of really good defensive plays when Philly was on the rush, probably prevented a goal on one of those. And he's not a guy I think of as like a really great defensive defenseman, but if he's kind of developing that game, he could turn into a guy. Um, And then immediately after he made a really nice defensive play to prevent an opportunity, uh, he got caught out way too high cheating out of the zone and basically himself gave up a goal. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, it was a weird game for him, but I mean, Ups and downs. you like to see it. You like to see it from a, a guy like it wasn't a, f- a complete game, but this, like we talked about this game didn't really count for that much. And seeing the positives was really nice from him, especially like when the Bruins defensive core is already that good. Um, it, just having like the last guy of your six is uh, perform like that is pretty good.
0: Yeah, watching him, I feel like he asserted himself more for sure. Like you said, he was more noticeable and not normally someone like, again with limited ice time that you're like really seeing that much or like taking note of. But like I feel like he uh, hopefully is more comfortable out there and with everything going on, you know, it's a different situation, so a little more relaxed maybe. But just seeing him feel comfortable enough to assert himself on the ice was definitely nice.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to like look into any numbers about i haven't looked at any of uh, let me call the up charts. sean tierney
0: quick <laughs> one sec. I,
1: like honestly i want to have sean tierney on this podcast but uh yeah. well we'll reach out <laughs> we're like yeah, we're like
0: a- oh bobby you're sorry man i can't have you next week sean tierney's coming on uh it's gonna <laughs> we'll, be, we're, we'll we're see books. if he
2: can put up with my supreme statistical analysis of the of the boston bruins uh keep, one keep thing i want to mention: and- intellect. <laughs> one thing i want well fuck all of you i do have good when we talk about hockey or the bruins i think i do have some good analysis when we're talking about other shit i just say stupid stuff stay in your lane drew <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm Stick a bruins sports, guy drew. and a, a, just a goofy guy if we <laughs> if you talk about anything else i, I don't I, unless we if we make this a history podcast i got you there but um dude i'm down <laughs> i anyone who's listened to the episodes where we were actually talking about hockey um you know i'm a connor clifton guy and i'm not saying play clifton over Lazon, that's not what i'm saying but i absolutely hated that john moore was the seventh defenseman in the exhibition game and he played like fucking shit in my opinion and i think connor clifton should be that seventh defenseman going forward and i think they i, I don't know why i'm just jumping on this connor clifton shit is because no, I mean, I <laughs> LaZan was mentioned clifton has
0: been but pretty good all year and
1: yeah yeah john he's been john consistent
2: moore. at least like he's a younger player he makes some mistakes but john moore looked like a fucking pylon out there <laughs> and john was garbage there's no and, reason and for john especially moore to for be the contract they like, like clearly when they re-signed clifton to a low annual deal deal i think it was two years maybe three that they signed him for it feels like forever ago now but like he's clearly the seventh defenseman going forward if you see an injury he's coming in um and like i i wish he got the play i know they they definitely seem to be le- leaning towards more if you see an injury on defense he's kind of the guy i guess they're looking at bringing in as the more experienced player i guess but the clifton, more experience. even last playoffs less clifton, is more fuck all of you <laughs> clifton has been much better and even in the playoff run last year he was good so he should be that guy i think he should have gotten that but i don't even know if we're gonna debate that <laughs> but
1: <laughs> i mean if Lausanne's playing well enough like who cares who the seventh defenseman is until oh, someone gets well- hurt until someone gets hurt, yeah, yeah, of course, uh, which maybe. which always happens to the Bruins. In the Yeah, playoffs.
2: I I really hope no one gets hurt on the decor, but that might be a discussion in round two or something if if there is a round two. Uh, I mean, Grizzly took a
1: puck to the face, and he came back looking yeah. pretty great.
2: That, that gr- that's when I knew ho- like, hockey was back. <laughs> so that's like, when you knew hockey was back? So I knew hockey was puck. back
1: when, no. <laughs> when, <laughs> when fucking Justin Williams dropped the gloves yeah. in minute yes. three of the first game of hockey play. Okay,
2: look, I was on vacation, and I didn't get to see that game. I didn't see many others. I only saw the Colorado one, which uh, brings us to the Colorado game and just that moment where Kadri, who is a villain Noted Boston, scumbag. Now some
0: Kadri scored a sick goal, is pretty much it. <laughs> That's actually how I led it in my show. <laughs> it wasn't
2: even, like, a sick goal. It was just the timing of the goal. Like, it was, like, almost a garbage goal. But it was really sick, and the photo that came out of that was really cool. If you haven't seen that, it's it was all over social media and such.
1: Uh, if you look <laughs> the up the poke, Kadri like goal right on, on
2: Google, you'll see it. Like, it was, it was a great uh, shot from the net cam but uh yeah that was i remember i was watching with my cousin we were up in maine and uh we we had a slightly uh you know hefty night of drinking the night before we were pretty hungover um and then that goal and we we're you know just chilling watching hockey and then that goal happened and we stood right up like we we're like holy shit was that a buzzer beater did that go And they took a while to review it, but it was. I just think that was, I don't know, that was just an amazing fucking goal. And I couldn't help but mentioning that when we have a hockey podcast here. Somewhat a hockey
0: podcast. Yeah, I think I will do the thing where we talk about our tweets, but I tweeted out about how, like, could you imagine if that happened in, like, game seven of the Stanley Cup final? And, like, everybody's, like, waiting. Like, did they win the cup? And then they're just like, especially the way the ref announced it, he was like, we have a good goal on the ice and... I forget exactly what he said. It was it was not your average. Like upon further review, the call is confirmed. It's a good goal. He's just like, yeah, he, it's a goal and it's a goal. And the announcer was just like, it's a goal. <laughs> like,
1: he did the opposite of burying the lead. Yeah. Like he he led yeah. with like the dramatic thing and then tried to continue the yeah. sentence. Like everyone was like, uh, right. what? like
0: even I was in College, you were like waited. You could see him and he was like, and then the guy just stopped talking. They were just like, I. I guess it's a goal. Like, all right. Hey, my, it's a
1: goal. My favorite
2: part <laughs> is that he said put, 1, second, uh, point, yeah. Yeah. put 0.1 seconds left on the clock, and then everybody was like, ah. Yeah, just left. <laughs> let's <laughs> just like, go fuck. to the locker room. You're like, all, all right, that. dude, stay
0: between the lines. Fuck out of here. I th-
1: yeah, I mean, I think that's as close as you can get to zeros on. On the board like when that went in like it, that was it was probably lower than point one if they for put sure it into, yeah the only the, other
0: yeah. one i can think of is the uh tying goal in the miracle on ice game i think it was the second goal um i think it was mark johnson I've I, you guys have probably seen the videos but like a couple seconds left i think it's buzz schneider is like at his own blue line and there's like two seconds left for three seconds left, so he just rips a clapper between the Soviet D, and I want to say it was Mark Johnson, I hope I'm right, splits the D with one second left, and, like, dekes out Tredyak and scores literally the same thing, like, you can watch it go across, and right as it goes across, it hits zero. And the same thing happened, they just left the ice. And then I think they ended up having to, like, send, like, one player back out, because it was the 80s, and they were like, rules! And uh, I don't <laughs> think that's how the 80s went at all, <laughs> actually. I don't think there was much rule following going on in the 80s, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the only I don't time I think ever they seen had
2: like rules that. in the eighties. I think like you could kick it in and like you could have like eighteen skaters out on the ice. Yeah, yeah. like the
0: Penguins tried last week. That was interesting. Ten men? Yeah.
2: Oh, that's I think there I think the Flames had ten like nine people. on the ice <laughs> last game. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was um, like 12. a little rust with the line. That changes. wouldn't make sense if it was twelve. So <laughs> that was that was yeah, just like 10. a
1: miscommunication where like two full lines got on the ice at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> They had two similar of
0: line nicknames, so the coach said the nickname, and they were all just like, fuck yeah, let's go, and then...
2: Yeah, the uh, perfection line and the erection line (laughs) came out. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on a much more important thing. Wait, 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 wait. hold on.
1: All right. I had, a, I had a good I transition. The, I had I a think good they transition should be named
2: here. Named the erection law. <laughs> right. Oh my god, there's no good yeah, transition. Let's try, from the, that. Let's try to like, uh, Chris, go ahead and try to transition so, out of this, please. So that might be bleeped. I have no clue. Nazem, Nazem Kadri.
1: Uh, I absolutely despise him as a hockey player. Once I'm again, starting to really like him as a person. Uh, he's he's becoming a big advocate for the people of color in the NHL, um, and he's part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Um, and scored that goal on somebody who has a, like, racist and misogynistic past. So that was kind of cool. Um,
0: I didn't even think about that, but that's that's very funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but also, uh, we had Matt Dumba give that really awesome speech um, in a game he wasn't even yeah. playing in and become the first NHL player to kneel uh, for the anthem. I um, wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the on that and just in general how the nhl is handling black lives matter because it seemed like leading up to that moment for for the exhibition games there was really just nothing and and they were the only league who hadn't really made any sort of statement on it uh as they'd resumed play and there was kind of a buzzing about like all right are they really just not going to do anything and then they came out with like this really strong statement and matt dumba had a really good speech but then it kind of seems like no one's supported him since just kind of wanted to get your guys feelings on that
2: yeah I think uh I think even Nazim Qadri was the guy who said it a few days ago how the league should be doing a lot more <clears throat> and I think that it's gonna start with the individual players and I think you know it's a very clearly dominated uh white sport right now in terms of the players and staff and everything I think I, I would hope that there would be more support for these minority players in terms of, you know, speaking out even more or making that pres- uh, that representation of kneeling as the Kaepernick protests kind of started. Um, I, I would like to see more of that from the players and then that'll, that'll pressure the league to even do more. Like, yeah, they're posting pictures on Instagram and they're coming out with this, we skate to end racism and for Black Lives Matter and all that, but I don't know. More more can be done, but I think it's a good start. I really do think it's a good start. But it like if you just do those presentations of you know the Bruins locking arms or the teams uh, starting out around center ice in a circle, like that's good. But it should only be the start. You can't just take the pedal off the metal on that. You got to keep going. Uh, otherwise, it's just gonna be. It's gonna feel like it's a. Display and like, okay, yes, we're a company and we're coming out in support of this movement because it's the trendy thing to do, you know, they they actually got to make concrete change. Um, one thing I was thinking about is, I don't know, the league or some sort of thing coming out in with some sort of foundation directly supporting kind of that movement to bring more diversity in the league, whether that's, I, I think we talked about it in our sober episode, where we were talking about the black lives matter movement, but hockey is one of the most expensive sports to play into. Like when you're a kid, you got, you, you have to get all the gear you have to like it. It's just a very expensive, it's more expensive than going out and playing little league or anything like that with all the gear you have to get. And something Donate along those to, lines, uh, can directly black girls with hockey, hockey club. like supporting minorities, uh in terms of getting that funding for the that equipment could get so many more people into the game because i feel like that's a huge hurdle for them uh you know i think they need to come out and, with concrete change and a concrete plan for change rather than you know these displays like i said it's a good start but they got to keep going
0: so i'm going to agree with you on some parts and also note my disappointment for other things um <clears throat> i think you're right i think first of all statements are a great start, and like we said, this is exactly what we talked about a couple weeks ago, where statements are awesome, but, you know, statements are awesome when statements are one of the only things you can do, and then we want you to Mm -hmm. fucking back it up with action. And with some things like the Hockey Diversity Alliance, working with the NHL, you know, getting Matt Dumba on the ice to give that speech and stuff, I think is great, and it's a great start. At the same time, watching... A team of players, everyone's standing on the ice during the national anthem, and I don't know. I I think locking arms is safe. Yeah, honestly, definition I think of performative. It's it's yeah, and I think <clears throat> I don't know. I you know I I saw something. I'm trying to find the tweet right now, and I can't find it. But I thought it was Bushnitsky that tweeted it out, but somebody tweeted out pretty much. They had asked uh, Minnesota, I don't know if it was the GM or the coach. Um, you know,
1: oh, that was that Wyshynski, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, thought, I just went through his Twitter. I couldn't find it. But pretty much asked whether, and Chris, if you are more familiar about what happened, feel free to take over. But my understanding was they had asked whether the, there had been any team discussion of supporting Dumba when they came back out onto the ice, um, you know, with his team playing. And obviously you want to see this in every team, but especially when you have a player like him in the city – in the state where George Floyd was murdered, they're looking directly yeah. to that team to make a statement. I, at least I am, and I think a lot of people are. And to see them pretty much blatantly admit that they hadn't even discussed anything, to me,
1: is no, really... No, not, not pretty much. Not pretty much. Yeah, he or said very explicitly was, stated, actually. He said yeah. there was no discussion about that. He said, but we are against racism. We all Big want to but. end racism. <laughs> yeah. and that was the I, softest
0: uh, fucking thing yeah, I've ever like,
1: heard. Well so if you want to end racism in hockey or like I mean if obviously everyone wants to end ra- not obviously everybody yeah. because there are fucking white supremacists who don't want to end racism but if if there are people who want to end racism in hockey what how is it possible to do that if you don't have like tangible action yeah. items My what, you're having, quote unquote, the discussion. What does that mean if if you're not going to do anything? Yeah. My first
0: thought when I heard it was like, this is, I don't know, if there's anybody this will piss off that is listening to this, but my first thought was like somebody asking like Trump, like, oh, you know, are you going to do anything about the coronavirus? And he was like, oh, no, we're not going to spend any money. Uh, don't wear a mask, but, you know, we're against the virus and we don't want it to be here. And it's like just saying, you know, like your actions are – Not only not aligning with your words, but they're, like, doing the direct opposite. You know what I mean? It's like saying you're doing one thing and then doing the direct opposite is essentially what you're doing here. Because as we've discussed plenty of times, like, inaction in this circumstance is action in the wrong direction. And let's make that very fucking clear. So having them just be like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't discuss it at all. Uh, We're not even considering anything. But... That being said, of course, we're very against racism, blah, 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 blah. like just covering your tracks in the lightest fucking way possible was really disappointing. That being said, we have talked about individuals here, and this is the first time I'm seeing this on Twitter right now, but a couple of players did kneel for the Golden Knights-Dallas Stars game that's going on right now. Tyler Sagan, one of them. Jason Dickinson, another one. And the third one surprised the shit out of me. Well, sorry. I will first of all I'll say Ryan Reeves, obviously too. The, this fourth one, I guess, surprised the shit out of me. Robin Fucking Leonard, noted former really Trump wild. supporter, and obviously there's been some shit about that, but he's out there kneeling with Sagan and Dickinson and Reeves right now. So uh,
1: good for him. Right you know on. what I mean? Yeah. And That's. There's a lot of fucking I mean, people that aren't. That's and, that's huge, and and yeah. I hope yeah. I hope other players follow. Um, I, I did want to say the the one or the, I guess the two things that disappoint me the most, uh, from an NHL standpoint are the lack of media access for black, indigenous people of color, uh, where I think at least like 95 to 99% of the, uh, reporters that are allowed access right now are white. Um, and uh, like allowing people to ask questions to these players and the the other thing is that it's white reporters asking the players of color questions about this where it's not mm-hmm. their problem like this is not their issue this is the white players issue it's the, like yeah. they are the cause of this <laughs> so why why not ask them like hey why didn't you kneel during this and and there are a couple reporters out there doing this but it seems like In most cases, it's the last question, uh, so there are no follow-ups. And I've seen it multiple times where it's like, hey, did you follow up on this at all? Like, great question, but did you follow up on this? And, like, the reporter will answer, well, it was the last question, so I didn't really get a chance. Um, And, yeah, that's that sucks because, I I mean, like, a lot of the times, like, in my head, I don't really want to know what a lot of these players have to think about this because it's probably bad. But holding them accountable and keeping like continuing to pepper them with these questions and to the point where it becomes absolutely obnoxious for them not to have to pay attention to it. Uh, that's part of I holding think, them
2: accountable. Uh, one, one thing I suppose, two things. One thing I'll mention is that Dumba said he regrets only kneeling for the American national anthem and not the Canadian and I think that speaks volumes about how, you know, as Americans, we see this and, and, and in our recent history, see this as a primarily American issue, but it's a worldwide issue. It's a pandemic of its own.
1: Racism is. and Yeah. T- to, to be clear, though, like he... Uh, to continue like paraphrasing his quote though i I think he was just like super nervous and like as soon as that anthem was over he stood up and i I don't think he like of course (laughs) wanted wanted to go back to kneeling down after that he he raised he raised his fist during both anthems in the following game um but but yeah during uh toronto uh the toronto raptors game uh both teams uh, the last toronto raptors game i don't know how many games they played since the recording but both teams mm-hmm. uh knelt for both i think uh,
2: one other thing yeah, i was just I gonna think. say is that um you know like i said as a good start but needs to continue the nhl has been you know on social media kind of showing photos and you know coming out in the captions and such as support which feels just like super sheer to say oh yeah and their captions they've been supporting and such but uh Uh, Like I said, good start. But, you know, they've been posting those on social media. And obviously that triggers a lot of people. And the one thing that pisses me off the most is that people say stop bringing politics into hockey. And if you think that this is a political issue, then I don't know what to fucking say to you. Because this is not a political issue. This is not
1: politics. This is humanity. This is human rights. And... I mean, and and if you want to keep politics out of hockey exactly. uh, stop playing the anthem because it, it's that's political I, I don't know yeah
2: um i don't know if we have anything more to say on this topic right now um I, i'm sure it's something we'll
1: continue talking about but if any of you guys have something to add real quick but yeah cam thanks for thanks yeah. for like looking into what's going on right now because uh that's, that's important. To add. Yeah. Like I just, I'm, I I'm hoping that, this, so I'm hoping this blows up and I'm hoping it becomes a, yeah. a much bigger thing because yeah. it's been really disappointing to watch. Yeah. And <laughs> like, Dumbo even if he did like the fish during yeah, the game,
2: after like all
0: these strong the words from everybody, everybody. Yeah. it's yeah.
1: It's just, oh, yeah, not even the rest of the team, is yeah, just like yeah, one other guy. <laughs> but just bringing it back to what you
2: talked about, how they didn't even discuss or, like, doing anything or whatever. You would have loved to fucking see just the team coming into unity and doing that, helping one of their own, you know?
1: Yeah, and I don't want to have this conversation without, like, at least talking about the Bruins here where uh, with Tuka Rask wearing, wearing the Boston Police hat, which i don't think he did it as like a, a definite action against no i don't, I don't think the so. black lives matter movement because i not not because like i'm a huge tuka rask stan and i don't think he'd ever do anything bad just because i don't think any hockey player would ever do anything to ruffle any feathers unless it was like tony d'angelo but um yeah i do think it shows that there are players who are saying things and not doing the work, especially Brad Marchand, who's been uh, an LGBTQ advocate on Twitter and like yelling at people who are being homophobic and, and has been like more of an activist than a lot of NHL players. And he's, he's still out here being like, Hey, Matt Porter, like, fuck you, man. Um, it shows that th- there's more talk here than there is actual action. and, I understand, like man, you're you're busy. You gotta you gotta be an NHL player and and shit. But like, man, take some time to do a little bit of research and try and figure out, like a little bit. Like this is the most obvious shit. Just mm-hmm. that pissed me off a lot. Yeah, I don't want to like
0: personally. I don't want to hammer him too hard because like I get the scenario where like. He's rushing out the door. He just, like, grabs the hat and throws it out without really thinking about it. Oh, I was talking it. more about Marshan. Yeah, I know, for sure. Rasp, I just want – because we started with rasp, but Marshan for sure. I don't I, I don't think, like, Tuga should be hammered too hard for wearing the hat. Like, I think based on his reaction to it was just a genuine, like, I just put on a hat. Like, I did not give any thought to this. You know, the same reason you don't, like, think about what shirt you're putting on. I don't know,
2: maybe
3: people do, I just kind
2: of throw <laughs> In that situation but, like, where you're about to be interviewed <laughs> maybe. by a media personnel, no. you just – want to throw something on yeah but but yeah, I mean, at the appara- same time uh,
1: james james harden who wore, wore a fucking thin blue line oh. mask over his beard <sighs> yeah uh, didn't think about yeah. it before he put that on either that's so that's
0: a tough one yeah um if we are wrapping this up i have one other kind of non-bruins related but still interesting nhl interaction that i want to address i'm not sure if any of you saw this but did you guys see the uh, exchange between Austin Matthews and the reporter Steve Simmons I last did night? Nah. Hell yes I that did. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, Wait, Drew,
1: go back and look at my uh, my quote tweet quote tweet of uh the reaction. I don't know from if Ryan I'll be O'Reilly, able to find it based over, on the number of followers uh, you have, but I'll, I'll try to Yeah yeah sorry. <laughs> and the number of tweets I have. But uh
0: Uh, The Morgan-Riley reaction, you mean? Yeah, it was Morgan-Riley. he's just like, as soon as he hears his name, he's just like, oh, fuck, (laughs) it's going down. (laughs) (laughs) He like turned and gave him like a... So, Drew, to fill you in here, or anyone who's not aware, because Drew can look it up now, pretty much what happened is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Austin Matthews was previously diagnosed with COVID-19 before, has since recovered and is playing and all that. But the reporter, Steve Simmons, who had reported... Noted asshole. Yeah, who had reported... That Matthews had p- tested positive for the virus, uh, asked him a question at a media you know availability, and Matthews like very respectfully just kind of like fucking in the words of Greg Wiznouski pantsed him in the <laughs> preamble, which was my favorite fucking tweet of all time, and pretty much was just like yeah, like first of all, I think it's really unfortunate that I have to answer a question from you. Like, I just wanted to say that I think you what you did. A couple months ago the article he wrote about me was like really unethical to be honest and that sort of thing and then and then went on to answer the guy's question anyway like, a
2: fucking baller. <laughs> like th- just not the uh, ending with the so yeah. no comment but like just prefacing it by saying pretty much
0: yeah and he pretty much was just like first of all fuck you <laughs> second of all here <laughs> like and i thought That's it was awesome. just the coolest shit like i texted my buddy last night and i was like austin matthews is a king in a bad city like <laughs> that's all I can that's all I can say but um yeah i mean definitely questionable ethics like reporting on which specific players are testing positive for this virus in the middle of a pandemic um, and clearly matthews was not thrilled about it and uh, i don't i don't know i don't think it's over the top at all for matthews to address this in a media conference i saw some people complaining about it and being like he should have done it face to face and shit like that and all that but
1: um, face to face like what <laughs> yeah i don't know and 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 to be fair what times are we in? yeah
0: exactly steve simmons did say like i don't blame matthews for saying what he said like i'm sure we would have addressed it earlier if it wasn't in the middle of the pandemic and i actually did have a one-on-one time with him but um yeah I, I, my favorite part pretty much like chris said was that you knew this was a pre discussed thing where like matthews was talking to morgan riley or you know whoever his teammates and he was like if that yeah. motherfucker asked me a question like I'm going after him it's because it is as soon as he says Steve Simmons and you know whatever the fuck he works for, you just see Morgan Riley, his eyes go wide, and then he looks down, and then he just slowly turns his head to Austin Matthews while Matthews is just unloading on this guy. Uh, it, it
1: was my it was my second favorite uh, face screenshot of the week, yeah. and my first favorite was uh, one of the Morris twins. I forget which one plays for the. Uh, rap. Oh, who does he? Fuck, uh, plays for the Clippers now. I think it's Marcus Morris. Plays for the Clippers. He uh, he was giving uh, Kawhi Leonard <laughs> bunny ears on on like a video. Oh, I did see Ka- that. Yeah, Kawhi, looked- <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. just had like this incredibly <laughs> sad face when he noticed. Things. <laughs> yeah. he's like why would you do that to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe
2: it. Like the brute. Like <laughs> so that kind of the uh, Austin Matthews talk kind of brings up uh, another point I wanted to bring up which was that there have been no positive tests in terms of COVID-19. Hopefully, or maybe, I don't know, maybe players who are married want another positive test in there from uh, their wives. or uh, I don't know. That was weird. Okay, so (laughs) I'll restart that. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait.
0: What? Oh, What are you
1: talking about?
2: Are you trying to drop pregnancy pregnancy drugs
0: in this? Is that what
2: was... Is that the attempt? Oh, no, I why? hope it was a pregnancy
1: joke. Yeah, no, no, nothing else. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Okay, I'm just going to restart that. Fuck that. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's, no, that's going no, to be That's to be the bruised bruised.
2: Uh, <laughs> All right. So the Austin Matthews kind of COVID kind of talk that was there for a little bit, and then we took a piss break, um, was the – oh yeah also very smooth that felt good see the whole the whole like actual serious (laughs) we had i had to pee (laughs) so i was like oh god i need one after this so uh that that felt good (laughs) everybody listening knows when you really gotta pee Uh, and then you do Ooh. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you've read, you've seen the movies, <laughs> you've been to the movies, so relatable. <laughs> but no, no COVID cases since players entered the bubble a week ago. Now, um, which you know, we we've kind of said like, uh, playing a sport during COVID anyway is a little bit risky, and like, should you maybe actually be doing that? Um, but hey. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. To yeah. The, I was going to say now. that the yeah. St. Louis Cardinals of the uh, MLB have... Of MLB. How, of MLB. <laughs> Fuck that. It's the MLB. <laughs> it's I don't so fucking weird. care. Um, <laughs> but how many cases did they have on the team? Because it was definitely multiple. 13. Thirteen cases. 13. Uh, 13, baby. <laughs> you could only start nine... Well. 10 if you include the pitcher players in a fucking game, and they have 13 cases. That's fucked. Well,
0: there would be 10 if you include the DH. Really, yeah,
2: but, but, like... Well, but, yeah. like, universal uh, DH uh, now. Sometimes. Yeah, it, so it seems... And I don't think there's been anything... Has there been anything in the NBA? Because they're also having this bubble... Yeah, so it yeah. looks like the bubble no, is just working well. I think... What, like, if... Yes, worried yes. About the yes. I'm worried that, the, you know, they might not even start like they might just say fuck it and
1: and i'm worried i'm I'm also worried Uh, about the angel after Ah,
2: after after we have this we were texting we have this i mentioned it probably like 15 episodes ago where there's this family group text we have the loyal listeners loyal listeners will know Um, the loyalists (laughs) shout out the loyalists we have this group text where (laughs) we just like fucking talk about sports on my dad's side of the family it's like i think it's seven of us
0: Dude, I didn't even know that. What One of them. Host? Guy <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> It's guy talk. really
2: just sports. Nothing else goes on. It actually died It's actually called... for a long time, and it was sad. It's actually called Men Talking Johnsons. The Johnsons, yeah. <laughs> or just <laughs> The Talking Johnsons. <laughs> right, I'm going to rename the, the Johnson Boys. Out. All right, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what was talked about is uh, somebody in the group chat mentioned how – I don't know if there's a specific player – but they were calling out the league for, like, not caring about the players and really just seeing it as a business, like, yeah, we're going to put ourselves kind of at risk here uh, in terms of COVID. Like, so, like, exactly players- what Major League Baseball is huh? doing.
0: I said exactly what Major
3: League
2: Baseball is Yeah, exactly. Like, not even thinking about it or not even thinking about the players' safety, more just thinking about, okay, we need to keep making money and there's this good opportunity for us where nothing else is really going on, and if sports are on, we'll make some money off sponsorships and ads and all that. Um, Which is a good point, because, you know, like, hockey and basketball were in full swing. They were getting close to the playoffs when this ended, and and they implemented what, I mean, statistically now is a good system in terms of the bubble, and the... Like they were, they're finishing out their season, whereas the MLB was kind of like, all right, well, we're gonna start our season, and the NFL was looking at starting their season. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just uh, there's more moral argument in terms of the NHL kind of coming and playing during COVID versus it's like the NFL or the MLB, where it's not like, oh, we're trying to finish up, but hey, you know what? Uh, other, other leagues are talking about let's just do it and let's start our season and, and get us a championship and get us TV time and all that. So
0: Yeah, to me it's like, because I understand the argument is like, oh, well, it's a lot harder to start and play a whole season in a bubble than it is to just do the playoffs. Well, yes, that is objectively true, but nothing about this is easy. <laughs> like Just because it's hard to do doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it. You know, it's also, like, this isn't just, like, convenience sake. You know what I mean? It's like this is a fucking – there's a global pandemic. There are people's lives at stake and their livelihoods and things like that. Um, So, for me, it's just like, yeah, I understand it's going to be harder to play out a full season in a bubble. But that's not an excuse either. If you're going to try to do it, player safety has to be the first priority. And to look at Major League Baseball where they have several outbreaks and, you know, teams – from across different areas of the country, different regions, even though they've tried to regionalize travel, it's different regions that have these outbreaks, and you have no plan for this happening. Right. Like, it wasn't that hard to predict that something like this was going to happen when you're flying teams across the country to play baseball games in the middle of a global pandemic. So, the fact that they just charged into this, the, the fact that they spent three months bitching about all this other fucking bullshit, you know, between Major League Baseball and MLBPA only to finally start a season for 60 games and have no fucking plan for when somebody inevitably gets the virus yeah. and start canceling games and have nothing to help out the players. It's like, what? You know what I mean? I, the whole shit with Jonas is I don't know if you guys saw that, where you just pretty much up and left without telling you about yeah, the Mets. Yeah.
1: That, was pretty, uh, yeah. that was pretty tough <laughs> handling yeah, of that PR yeah, they situation just, by the they, Mets. Yeah, they um, did not contain. Especially with what happened at Tyler yeah, Skaggs last yeah. year, like that. Like, everyone immediately was just like, oh my god, he like either overdosed or hurt himself or something. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a tough like few hours, but good to see he's okay. And like, obviously, anyone who wants to opt out, like, totally chill, like, s- stop shaming people from opting out. Like, I think eight P- Patriots have opted out of the season so far, so uh, good for them. Like, I mean man, this shit's a... It's a fucking pandemic. Like, if you don't want to play sports right now, <laughs> yeah, it's totally funny.
0: For sure. Probably smart, honestly. I i don't know if I would do it. I mean, I think the, the one thing that keeps coming up for me is, like, really young players, I think, are kind of, in a sense, like, forced their hand to play. Because it's like, if you've been training your whole life to become a professional player and... You know, wrong or not, there are going to be coaches out there and stuff who are like, oh, this guy's not dedicated enough, he doesn't care, when really you're just trying to look out for your safety and your family's safety. But if I were a rookie going into pretty much any sport right now, that's a really hard decision to postpone your career by a year and maybe not have that opportunity again versus going out and, you know, risking your livelihood and your well-being just to try to achieve the dream that you've, you know, Come ninety nine percent of the way, and further than anybody else to get there, and now you're kind of faced with this decision of like maybe giving up your dream to stay safe, or you know, riding it out and playing it and risking that. It's that's a lot to me, but that's a discussion for another time. I guess we should probably keep chugging here since we all have a, have a hot date in about half an hour. <laughs> yeah, here. Hot,
1: hot date with, <laughs> with Corey <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so what I really, what, what I really wanted to get into was. How you guys feel about the game? Not, not like the game on the ice. Like how I like the presentation is. Like what's like how <laughs> I think the MLB or about... yeah, I think yeah, the so, NHL has done the best job oh, yeah. with the stadiums yeah. that anybody's done for sure. I think granted I it's think smaller. What so the NBA
2: has like, going think, on with like the fans and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know exactly the logistics of doing it. It's kind of <laughs> weird, weird as fuck. but I think it's kind of cool. Like uh, I heard I actually. I hate listening to Sports Talk Radio, uh, but I was it just caught some when I was just sitting in the car uh, on the way up to Maine. Or, it wasn't even on the way up to Maine, I don't know. Oh yeah, my dad forgot fucking like, cheese, like the cold cuts at the supermarket, so he had to go back and get them. So I just kind of drove with him but, uh, on the way to dinner. But uh, yeah, I was listening to Sports Radio, and... They were talking about how they would like to see the NHL doing that. Uh, this was Felger and Maz. They were talking about how they like to see the... Whoa, well, well, I know, oh, I know. It was on the radio. I was a victim, okay? I was sitting in the car. I was buckled in. I couldn't reach the knob. Let's just say that. I don't know. But it, it, Not it, that it's much it better, was, but it was a, yeah, it does uh, exist. an interesting point, though, if, like, the NHL were to do that, but it was, like, in terms of a charitable donation, I don't know how the NBA is doing it, but you like, like fans would want to do that. And if you're raising money, say it was like the Bruins did it, and they raised money for the Boston Bruins Foundation, was the example that they gave. Like that'd be cool. Like why why don't you do that? Yeah, it's a little cheesy, it's a little weird, but like why don't you do that? You're raising money, you know. But I, I overall, I do like what they're doing, and I I saw an article where they're talking about. In terms of home team advantage, they're like they're displaying shit for the home team more on the screens and stuff, uh, and like the crowd noise that they implement, like there's more cheering for the whole home team. But they're doing the goal songs for each team; their unique goal songs. Or I think even players on some teams have their own unique ones, um, and I think that's really cool that they're doing that. And in the article, uh, I really wish I could say exactly what website put it out but uh yeah no it was really cool they did the whole they talked about the presentation how they have the uh they have the camera that looks like it's the drone um and they're implementing all of this stuff they said they you're gonna have angles that have never been seen before on television because the crowd isn't there so they have all this access to different angles uh i think that's really cool and i think especially covering the seats great job even though it's kind of plain and it's just this kind of covering with an NHL logo on it, I think that's huge, not just having those open seats out there.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it gives it much more, like, it feels more like a stage than an empty stadium, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It feels like, all oh, these guys are performing for us as opposed to uh, some guys playing hockey, and yeah. there's supposed to be tens of thousands of people there, and there's no one there. Yeah, <laughs> like, looks like an so NHL arcade
2: game, like a video game almost. Yeah,
0: actually, like it would be like if EA didn't suck and made like a cool, like you know, made a cool version without fans like that, <laughs> where you're out on like the fucking, you know, on some kind of crazy stage and like performing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think out of the teams that have done it, I think the NHL's done the best job. The teams? Um, they don't have the <laughs> out of the leagues that have done it. <laughs> Fuck you, Drew. <laughs> uh, you know, MLB with their fake fans, the virtual fans and shit. It's kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. But I think, uh, again, it's a little easier for the NHL because they are in smaller stadiums, ranks, arenas, whatever. Um,
2: yeah, with the extent A little
0: area. easier to, to do and change around. But uh, I, I do think that being said, the NHL is the best job there.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, so I, I the the only thing I kind of wish we had is more like mm-hmm. weird camera angles. Um I think ones that, like, would normally get in the way of fans would be interesting ones. Like, kind of ice-level side views of, like, moving cameras. A view, that view from behind um, the
2: penalty box where you have th- to look through, like, three panes of glass to see the play.
1: <laughs> just like, hey,
2: this is where this yeah, yeah, oh, the shitty seats are. I absolutely want that.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I guess they're used to... I hope that sound from I whatever We're fucking doing isn't can't coming hear through my, my mic, but around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay that's good it, it sounds like he's like power washing something <laughs> maybe he's <laughs> power right washing your house for you you're being
0: ungrateful all right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean my window is pretty fucking dirty so and, and like there's a bird's nest right up there so like they shit all over the place so maybe that's that's what he's doing um, yeah uh like moving cameras like on the like i i heard about this thing like i've don't remember it at all, but they they had like a, a rail that was on top of the the glass. That are you talking about the one they have right now? With players,
2: like, like, are you talking right about now? like the camera they've had in the past that kind of goes along that way? Yeah, it's like on a wire in the past, or something, yeah. Right? Or does it actually go along the glass?
1: No, there was oh, like a there was like a rail okay. on top of the glass, and it, and it would, and the the camera would move back and forth up and uh, like with the players so you could get this camera angle that was like the same speed that the players were moving from directly to the side and obviously i don't want that every single time they go up and down the ice but it's like a cool angle to have as like an alt angle for uh for replays or even for like a two-on-one rush or something like that and i mean I think the biggest complaint with that camera was like, Hey, the fans fucking hate it because it's really distracting, but there are no fans. So you can do stuff like that. I kind of wish they experimented more. And like, I understand like hockey fans are, are very regimented in like what they like. And, and I think it can be jarring to see a, a camera angle or like a moving camera that you haven't seen before. Like, I don't really like the, behind the mm-hmm. net power play I think it's cool once uh, in a while but camera. not to just permanently. The, i kind of like right it because i like do. to pretend i'm the goalie and see if i can <laughs> react to the show. <laughs> like I'm playing show yeah. but the the thing about that one is the camera moves like yeah. i think that one's like yeah. a camera well, on the wire so like it's it's very like you're in the ocean and like you're uh yes yeah, so, but i i do think it's one of those things where like yeah let them let them experiment a little bit and and I think I wish they, I wish they'd used the like exhibition games a little a little better to like yeah, give some. I agree animals. from
0: a personal of oh, Drew looking at something to say there. Well I'm,
1: I was I'm gonna, gonna say that so
2: I, I was thinking oh, he that did. uh the <clears throat> the cam they're using that looks like a drone and I thought it was a drone at first. It's called a, a J-I-T-A J I T A cam. I'm gonna say JITA, but it might be Jita or you know, some like like you know, Derek Jita. Um <laughs> it. but uh it, they said it's a 360 degree crane camera this is from espn.com which is the article i learned this from quote a 360 degree crane camera that is one of 12 additional camera setups that the nhl has on site in edmonton and toronto as the season restarts uh and they tried apparently to get a drone in there but they couldn't get the clearance so they said this is basically going to feel like a drone, which is why it's only kind of from the side. Like, it hovers over the ice a bit, but it's why you don't have a drone, like, flying, like, over players' heads and shit. Like, that'd be super cool. But I think it's a <laughs> it could be a little distracting. like, even, like, you're not going to have space for that when you're trying to fill a stadium to capacity. It takes up a lot of room, I yeah. would assume.
0: To me, it's like, first of all, it's like, someone interested in, like, production and stuff like that, i love to see the experimentation. And I think there's a lot of camera angles that I hope stay And you know, if they can find a way to do it without ruining the experience for fans. But to me especially, a lot of these new camera angles that you're seeing, like, really put an emphasis on how fast the game is. Because I think you get kind of jaded to it when you're watching from the huge, like, normal standard TV camera. And you're just kind of used to what the game, you know, how it flows and the pace and that sort of thing. When you get these...
1: Especially when you create a player in NHL is, like, way yeah, faster than anybody you're just in the David. NHL.
0: Um, but seeing those... Yeah, you know, <laughs> who does it in not a video game? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, just seeing those different angles where the, the drone one I thought was a great example and stuff. Jitacam. Um It really just, like... Yeah, the fake drone. It really just emphasizes sure. to me, like, how <laughs> fast the game is being played out there. So... I don't know. I really. I hope. I hope they keep them around. I've really appreciated it. Um, obviously, there's going to be some difficulties finding out how you can do it without getting in the way of fans and obstructing people who are paying money to put their ass in the seat. But um, I definitely hope that that there's more of this in the future. Just kind of again, this is an opportunity to try around some things and see what people like. I saw some people complaining about a couple of the angles because I think it's just. The classic like old people yells at well, Cloud. Well that's the
1: thing. Know? Like I wanna I wanna I want the NHL to like be able to experiment sh- shit and like not yeah. listen to anybody about yeah, it exactly. it because people exactly. complain about and shit and no matter what. Yeah, if I mean it's there different, were some people complaining be about be the Gita NHL cam, and I was
0: like that shit was sick. Gita. As somebody who like it's just like as somebody who grew up playing hockey and stuff, like feeling more like you're on the ice for the game, you can really appreciate how it's being played in a way that you Dude. can when you're just like up in the sixth floor or whatever. They, you really mean. So, like, for- I really Especially
2: it. for the exhibitions in these round robin games, they should fucking totally have a GoPro cam. At least, at least yeah, on the refs, the refs, but on a fucking sick. player, yeah. that'd be sick. The player, I get the refs. Right, Should can. be a thing. The refs should be a thing always. It Should be linked to the. He should have a TV GoPro so we can all shit on can. them Comment for their there, view and not looking at the play. Yeah, that'd be harsh. Um, <clears throat> that would be tough. Uh, one more thing, because we do have a hut date set up, as Cam mentioned. Um. Yeah, I'm I hate AFC court. court I, haven't had, I'm ha- I haven't. I'm so happy he doesn't <laughs> listen to other podcasts. you will fuck you, court. Um. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Nick's Nick Lanciotti, um, our 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 best viewer, Lancey. There,
0: nice kid. Tries hard. Loves the game. He
1: well he. He he pronounces his name Lanciani. Yeah, so I'll go with that. Too. Yeah, I'm really going to go ahead. With that. I just think it's you Lanciani. <laughs> Lanciani.
0: <laughs>
2: As someone I, know, who's I, half I think Italian. Wrong. I think it's Lanciani. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll
2: put <laughs> I'll put you, that you on the record. Being record. half Bellino. Lanciani. Lanciani. Um, but his question said uh, you know, longtime listener, also longtime caller, uh, which if you haven't listened <laughs> to our content. episode with
1: him on it, <laughs> stuff. Uh, I, I say, don't
2: know which episode it was, but a great episode.
1: It was a long. It was, like it was 10 a long. Ago. Uh, I mean, he called. He called in. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like that was a long call. So he technically long True. time. All right, that called. was a sick joke, Dad. All right.
2: So we- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm. I think that was his right, joke well, once again. I'm going to give him credit, credit
2: for Dad. That. Uh, pointed towards Nick. Um which quote unquote upset has been the most surprising so far and who would be the best slash worst matchup for the bees as a result? Um
1: The correct answer is none of them have been surprising. I would say the
2: out of all of them, the most surprising was just how the Blackhawks kinda like just overran edmonton for a while there it wound up being close it was 6-4 in the end but i was that i might be wrong was one of those an empty netter they
1: they scored uh no they they scored pretty quickly after edmonton kind of got it close i think it was like i think it was like edmonton got it within two and they scored again to get it up to like six oh, yeah. three, and then I think Edmonton scored later on. To I think that's make like almost the obvious but.
2: answer, I, I because of just you know it's one of those lower seeds versus the higher seed. Like the they, Blackhawks are the twelve.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't expect Kubalik to yeah you don't expect yeah. Kubalik to have. Five I think
2: the Montreal for, you know, the Montreal you know, like Pittsburgh rookie, game is pretty playoff game. So like I guess I, I like you said some a lot of these are coin flip. Also that was a super close game with Montreal and Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was hard for me, but I was slightly rooting for the Habs there. Um,
1: I think I was too. I I tweeted out before the game that I was rooting for the Penguins, but as I like, I, I think any sports fan can relate to this. But like,
2: mm-hmm. you just have
1: this feeling in your heart when you're watching a game. I think you like have to watch the game and be in the moment to understand who you're rooting for and it got like somewhere in the middle of yeah. the first period i was like Fuck. god fucking every damn every time it. the every yeah. time the penguins <laughs> every time the penguins are about to score yeah. I'm like nah no i think uh, <laughs> I, I was
2: definitely kind of rooting for the habs there which a little bit hurts as you know long time bruins fan Well, long time as in my That's as in my whole now, life but the habs. <laughs> again i'm only 23 and a half or something well so, and, and so.
1: friend friend of the pod/question slash asker uh, Kaylee Allard tweeted, if you're not rooting for the Habs, what are you doing? Um, I appreciate that because if the Bruins do somehow after this pull out yeah, the 1C, be... they would end up playing the Habs. And it also prevents the Habs from having mm-hmm. the number one yeah, overall pick. Yeah, it's kind of a win-win. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who I would – like, I, I honestly think I'd rather have Alexi Lafreniere – on the Habs than the Penguins just yeah, probably, because the Penguins already well maybe have, they'll like, pull
2: up to Montreal could two, pull a Buffalo like, and have a star but... player that they just don't build around well enough
1: that's what I mean yeah. like I would rather have him be on that team and just like yeah. languish for No, I'd love than...
2: to I mentioned it on another episode but uh you know Montreal first round was good luck for the Bruins in the past Twenty eleven. Anybody? um No, but I'd also I'd love to I'd love heard, to see that series as well. Uh, after you know a first game loss, I don't know statistically how <laughs> possible we'll ask Sean Tierney how possible it is for the Bruins to come out with the uh, the number <laughs> one seed now. But
1: uh yeah. well, they they have all the tiebreakers, so as long as they win the next two games, I think they're good because they play the other two teams in the. If the yeah. Flyers don't win all three, oh, okay, because they ended as they they the number it, one,
2: so then they get the tiebreaker. Because there's like a goal I, score. Yeah, so or I, think, like I think I think that, that's the tiebreaker goal
1: differential. No, I, so that's so that's what I was thinking about when the Bruins pulled Halak with like three minutes to go, um, and I didn't look it up or anything because it's not like my thing but my assumption is if there is a goal differential aspect to this that there wouldn't be any pulling of the goalie down three with or i guess they were down two with uh three minutes ago so um i'd
2: like i'd like montreal three minutes ago but over the penguins (laughs) yeah either way i'd like to face montreal over the penguins the star power and i think the matchup in general i'd like montreal over the penguins
1: so did Nick ask? Uh, like, so did he ask what said, team said he said? Which want to match upset up against, has been or? the
2: most surprising, and then uh, who would be the best slash worst matchup for the bees as a result of that? Okay, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I don't know who the worst matchup for the Tampa, would Tampa. Which isn't going to happen. I, I don't think they have the worst matchup. <laughs> No, that's yeah. what I mean. And until you get to the next round, I don't think there's a worse matchup. Like I think the Bruins match up poorly against all three of the Columbus <laughs> maybe coming for retribution. I don't know. So, but. Yeah, I mean like I think Columbus is a good team, but I think they match up pretty I think the Bruins match up pretty well against them because it's not like a, a an offensive power. And on on there. paper they're definitely weaker. On paper bo- they're definitely a very weaker boring than last series year. maybe. Yeah. Yeah um i let's see worst matchup for the bruins like i think it would be the penguins um but if if nick's contention here is like based on the upsets that that's how the series is going to go then i don't like whoever's left over like what the worst matchup is probably toronto um and i don't know that was another game where i mean Columbus yeah. beat Toronto in Game One, so I don't consider that an upset just because it's a pretty even matchup based on kind of how they played in the regular season, especially since Columbus is healthy now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I like I said, I don't think there's a good or bad matchup. I think it's just all it Cam. You look bored as
2: now. fuck, so we'll toss it over to you.
0: <laughs> no, <And>, uh, <laughs> no, I mean I don't think I don't think there's any bad matchups. I think there could be good ones. Like, for example, I would obviously rather play Montreal. I would, Montreal would be a good matchup, theoretically, when you're comparing it to Pittsburgh, but that doesn't mean Pittsburgh's a bad matchup. It just means one of them is exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. As in, exceptionally favorable for the Bruins, one of them is less so, but still, you know, I'm, there's no team that I'm like, oh, shit, dude, we gotta play these guys in the first round. We're fucked, you know what I mean? Like, you're not really too concerned about that. <laughs> granted, they could lose to anyone. It's hockey, but.
1: You know what? I will say... Uh, I was Carolina, thinking Caroline out. I would be... I would
0: be a little afraid, but I also am not...
2: Like... Yeah, I do think Carolina would be a tough It doesn't one.
0: jump right out at me. When I thought it over, that was the first one that I came to that I was like, I wouldn't love it, but I also wouldn't be, like, you know, scared necessarily.
1: They're miss, They're missing two of their three best defensemen, and they're still yeah. good, which is really yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. scary. And they have... They added a lot, like from either way. I think this this Bruins
2: team is better than last year's because when you look at it, it's virtually the same team on paper. They have some younger players that are really proving themselves, and they have that experience from last year losing the cup in Game Seven. I think this is a more determined Bruins team, and I think even just skill-wise, like I said, you have these younger players coming up that are that are performing well, but you also have some younger players from. Last season, who now have this experience. If you look at a McAvoy, a Pasternak, a Carlo, who have this experience in a game seven, losing a game seven in the Stanley Cup Final. Well, Carlo got his yeah. first
1: playoff experience last year because he had been exactly hurt for. I, I think this is a much better Bruins
2: Bruno, team, so. even if they yeah. didn't make too many changes. Yeah, you have Caution now in there. They have made some smaller adjustments, but this this Bruins team is way better than that what they were a year ago.
1: And Yeah, so Drew, that's that's a good point, but I think oh, well, it also yeah. applies to the Hurricanes who yeah. have Sebastian Ajo and Andre Svechnikov who are For young sure. players who got their sure. first real playoff experience last year and look I, fucking incredible so far this <laughs> yeah. year. So yeah, I think that would be a really that would cool I think that would go that, that would go happen. seven but, games. Yeah, I think I, th- I think honestly. I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be my answer. That's yeah, the that's I'll the team that. that I don't want
2: to play right now cam's texting um yeah. so no i agree unless there's anything more to add on any of your parts we gotta sing out and cam and i have a song to sing out too yeah so <clears throat> all right uh-oh. I gotta pull up the opening lyrics I don't know how long it goes right? um, <laughs> Sun
0: is shining yeah. In the There's a
2: cloud, cloud inside, inside. <laughs> I don't know Hey, hey. hey. Skipping ahead <laughs>
1: Mr. Blue
0: Sky Be Beautiful today Hey
3: <laughs>
1: Mr. Blue hey, Scott, Scott, please tell Scott, me why. Scott, <laughs> Has he why? so so I do,
3: I do, That's, that's such a good video. Super
2: like, super watch super it for the full 26 seconds. It's so fucking <laughs> good.